Hey guys, this is Nikki Marina, comedy content creator, recording artist, and actor, and you are listening to Nick Talks. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Nikki. Welcome to Nick Talks. I'm sitting in my car waiting for the parking people to come <laughs> because Jersey is weird and you have to like move your car like every few days or so for the street cleaners. But anyway, um, I think the last episode I did, I wanted to talk about like some of the differences I've 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 seen between Marvel and DC Entertainment just over the past few years and everybody knows that I am so ridiculously shamelessly biased towards Marvel <laughs> and um, to a point that I make you know toxic mom um, skits about myself in the future just like how just ridiculous and honestly it is a play on how toxic marvel fans can be i try not to be um i don't know if i'm always great at it but um i just really wanted to talk about like why i think you know marvel has championed the the superhero scene um so much and just like why I favor Marvel personally, and and just where I where I see the two the two entertainment giants as far as you know where they stand in you know superhero entertainment. Like first of all, I just want I want to give it up to DC because like as far as animation animated projects, DC has literally ruled the game like ever since I was little and they continue to and I'll give that to them for sure um like you know from Justice League to Young Justice to all the Batman animated movies Teen Titans like no they like they definitely have ruled ruled the animated game and I will give that to them for sure um and, and and just and not just animation but just tv in general tv in general um but i just i really think that the story of marvel is interesting and a lot of people forget or don't know where exactly the start of the mcu was and that it's such a cinderella story that was not expected to work um and and i also want to start off first by saying that Honestly, you know, I used to read all sorts of comics when I was younger. I was into DC and Marvel when I was younger. I read Superman, I read Batman, I read Spider-Man. Um, you know, I read Avenger, the Avengers and shit like that. Um, um, but honestly, like the the character that spoke out the most to me was Spider-Man. Um, because at the time, you know, we were extremely poor. We didn't have money to like really buy books like or or movies and stuff like that and so we would go to Barnes and Noble every few like every week um which was like right down the street thank god we could walk there if we wanted to um times and we didn't have a car we could walk to Barnes and Noble and I would go to the comics and manga section and read and Spider-Man just stood out to me more like not just because of the movies and like Sp spider-man was like the hero that was all the rage at the time because of the toby Maguire, sam raimi movies and all that but it was just the most uh relatable character to me 
because, you know, Peter Parker also, you know, grew up poor and a lot of people don't know, but like Peter Parker is based on Stan Lee's life, early life in New York um, as a poor Jewish boy in a big ass family in a small ass home. Uh, Peter Parker is Jewish and some people don't know that. Um, but um, um, it, it was just, it was a story that related to me the most and, and, you know, and, you know, Peter's, you know, jokester, sarcastic nature was something that, that just really entertained me. And for me, that's what really stood out about Marvel characters is that the characters are just way more relatable. Um way way more relatable and I felt like even growing up I felt like DC heroes were just so like out there not out there but just like so distant so unreachable like really barely to me had much personality and it's still and I and I still take that stance today and you know the two DC juggernauts of Superman and Batman you know um, they just seemed so much larger than life and just really lacked anything unique in their personality in, you know, in Clark Kent and Bruce, Bruce Wayne that didn't really like really call out to me. It, it seemed like, and it seems like the, the movies, the stories behind these characters are really more focused on angst and drama and not necessarily about the person behind the mask or the person inside the suit and to me that's what makes marvel stand out for me um as someone who needed characters to look up to is that i could you know you know any you know moving forward to the mcu like i can relate to these characters even though most of them are played by white men <laughs> even though most of them are played by white men i can I can relate to them. Like, honestly, I can relate more to the Robins of the Batman franchise than I can to the Batmen, you know? Um, it's like, like, I do like the Robins and shit. But, um, and I think that this is what allowed Marvel to really take over uh, the superhero scene over the past, what, 13 14, 15 years, um, because, and to be fair, I feel like, you know, the angst and drama was working for DC for a long time, um, after, you know, the, after a certain age of, like, Batman films, like, after Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer, and we start getting into, like, Dark Knight, like, Christopher Nolan Batman, like, the angst and shit, that was, and the drama, it worked for them, it was, it, it worked, because they were not really... They, they weren't really challenged in that arena very much. Um, and Marvel had kind of been the underdog for a long time um, until, you know, until Iron Man came on the scene. And, and they started building this universe. And a lot of people don't know that, like, the MCU wasn't something that was really conceptualized the way it is now. It wasn't really conceptualized to be as big as it is now. Back in 2008, when Iron Man came out, Jon Favreau just wanted to make a good movie. He just wanted to make a good movie. And then it built from there. And, um, and it, you know, and Avengers was a historical project because no one had ever done 
an ensemble superhero film like this before and it was completely expected to fail completely it was kind of a joke and to to everyone watching um and then avengers blew the box office the fuck open and blew and with the you know the introduction of thanos at the end of the after credits you know introduced the infinity saga basically and 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 it just <laughs> it busted wide open and i think it kind of proved that no actually like characters with personality flawed flawed relatable characters uh can be angst in drama um even in <laughs> you know even in you know corny ass movies like they can beat that and we and i feel like a lot of us like the world just kind of gravitated towards characters like tony stark and steve rogers and and, and even thor because you know the personality kind of beat out the angst and the drama of like the batman like the, the the Dark Knight series and the the few sporadic Superman movies that had come out by then, um, because I think ultimately, like what we all want at the end of the day is hope and positivity and something to believe in and to feel like you know our struggles and our like personal issues and pains are being heard and recognized and. I can just I can feel that way more from the the various Marvel characters than I ever could from like the Christopher Nolan Batman uh, Dark Knight series, you know, um, and and I think that like I said that showed that that's what people really want at the end of the day, and so they started building this universe over the course of like a decade, and it seemed like DC realized that they were being passed up by this by the marvel franchise um and to me it seems like with justice league and even like in batman versus superman which was like kind of one of the most lackluster films that i've ever seen um you know it, to me it seemed like they tried to pass up marvel way too fast um they tried to replicate what marvel had done with avengers in way less time than Marvel took to get to Avengers, to get from Iron Man to Avengers. Um, they tried to do it in less time and it kind of crumbled and, and failed on them um, because it was a Cinderella story and you really can't replicate a Cinderella underdog story. Um, and so I, I tend to not care that the market is saturated with Marvel projects and saturated with Marvel shit because to me, like, they fucking earned it because nobody expected it to work. And, you know, people don't know, like, Iron Man was, like, a grassroots project. Like, it wasn't, like, there wasn't a whole bunch of funding behind Iron Man. And working with Robert Downey Jr. at the time was such a fucking risk. Uh, you know, some MCU fans, some young Marvel fans may be, might be too young to be alive for or remember um, the downfall of Robert Downey Jr., and and his troubled years and the way that his life basically mirrors Tony Stark and just how poetic that role was for him in redeeming himself and so like just these these little intangibles about the birth of the Marvel universe that just can't be replicated um it, you know it it just can't like th these are just like you know these these are real life 
these are real life things and real life elements that that played a role in it becoming as big as it was and 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 building the emotion behind it for a lot of us fans and i think that um like i said i think that dc tried to compete with that and replicate it um in a shorter amount of time than it took for marvel to build up that uh build up that street cred and build up these characters and the storylines and all that um because angst and drama is not necessarily what sells anymore uh, because of what the mcu introduced and um i think that's where they went wrong um uh, which is why I'm always shamefully like, you know, no Marvel over DC. I want, I wish that DC were able to, you know, have uh, a universe close to what Marvel has. I don't wish that I don't like. I don't. I don't wish failure on them. I I just wish that, you know, I wish that you know, like the Batman movies upcoming and past. I just. I just wish that I could see more relatable characterizations of their heroes and, you know, and of their alter egos that we can relate to. Um, and, and if I can't, then that's just kind of a deal breaker for me. Um, I, um, and, and Marvel is, I feel like, still going full steam ahead. Uh, you know, even though there's speculation like, oh, Marvel's dead because of their woke phase, which is a whole nother uh, episode to do. But um, I still feel like um, they're going full steam ahead and they, I feel like they still have momentum and it's going to be hard to beat. And I think that if DC wants to to be able to step up to the level at which Marvel's at, they need to, you know, probably like really take the time and the patience to you know, build characters from the ground up and not try to replicate what Marvel has done in a shorter amount of time than they than than they took to get to this point. Um, because as we can see with like Justice League, um, it's it's not necessarily going to work. Um, it might lead to disaster. I'm interested to see what the new Batman movie is going to be like, like the Robert Pattinson one. Um, I hope that there's more characterization. I hope that there is more like that we get a more like relatable and like maybe less complicated Bruce Wayne or, you know, that's just not emo and dark and just, and just relying on that. A lot of people are saying from the trailer that it seems like they're still leaning towards that angst and that drama and that darkness and, and just relying on that. Um, and I hope it's not true. I really, I really, really hope it's not true. Um, I have my issues with Batman as well as I've had, as I've, um, as I've voiced in a, in a previous episode, like a while back, and I'll probably do another one breaking down my Batman versus Iron Man analysis like I did on a live stream last week. But, um, I, I, I hope that they do start to, I hope that, you know, other comic book juggernauts like DC and Dark Horse, maybe if they decide to make a comeback, I hope that they kind of take a page from Marvel's book and, and really pay attention to what we want and, and what attracts us 
to these movies and to these franchises. And it's the relatability. It's being able to see ourselves in these characters and not rely on the elitism and the drama and the emotionness of these characters and their stories and making them just so so larger than life that they become so distant and symbolic like almost like the way that you know <laughs> almost the way that like white christianity has painted jesus christ like not as this this you know this relatable person that had a life and and you know and and normal human problems and stuff but just as this 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 human being put on a pedestal that is just like unreachable um nobody wants that like what what what's the point like you know like we don't we don't want it, it doesn't feel good to feel distant from these things that we're supposed to admire you know so i hope that they i hope that more people do start to take a page out of marvel's book and that's why i think marvel is just you know fucking up the game right now and and i love that they are um and like i said the fact that they're an underdog makes this even more sweeter so that's um actually a very short version of my of my breakdown um about like you know the difference between marvel and dc um my husband and i could talk even longer about this and we have talked even longer about this and we'll probably do a, a podcast episode of uh, potato and bok choy about this at some point in the very near future because it's only a matter of time um my husband is way more of a equal rights <laughs> um more of an equal rights stance as far as you know comics and comic book heroes go but he does but for the most part like we do agree about like you know where marvel got it right and where dc kind of like you know kind of fell off a little bit so but that's that's today's episode um and thank you so much for listening i hope that you enjoyed it whether you're a marvel fan or a dc fan um even though i am ridiculously biased um <laughs> i don't hate you if you're a dc fan because uh, that would be absolutely childish but i will i will slander batman i will do it i don't care um but anyway i hope you enjoyed this um Please remember to follow me on all my other social media, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, um, at Nikki Marina, N-I-C-Q-U-E-M-A-R-I-N-A. Um, same, same name, basically, everywhere. And so, hope you enjoyed this, and I will see you guys in the next um, episode, which I think might have something to do with Shang-Chi, because I cannot stop watching this movie now that it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's amazing. Anyway, I will see you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, this is Nikki Marina. Thank you so much for listening to Nick Talks. If you like these free episodes, please go and become a Vibranium level patron on Patreon so that you can have full access to all episodes of Nick Talks, including some really awesome exclusive interviews with some fellow uh, people in the anime community on TikTok and such. So go to patreon.com slash Nikki Marina to check out the Vibranium tier so you can get access to all of those. But for now, enjoy these free episodes.